You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. Just to maybe talk briefly about where we've been so we can talk about where we're going. Last week we entered into this conversation about Behold the Lamb and about the biblical roots of the Mass, and we asked the question last week, who decides how we worship, us or God? Who determines how we worship? And we laid out the, the foundation that it's God who determines how we worship him, not us. And we looked at the book of Exodus. We, we looked at the journey of Moses out of Egypt and into the desert to worship God and how Moses went up the mountain and he, he received the law on how to live he came down, he gave it to the people, and then he went back up the mountain to receive instructions on how to worship God. It's God who decides how we worship him. And it's important that we listen to him in humble submission to him who is our creator. He teaches us how to worship him, how to be in right order and relationship with him. And so today what we want to look at is if God has taught us how to worship him, how is that? First of all, why do we worship God? Why are we here? Perhaps you're here for, for multiple reasons. Maybe you might be here for, for obligation. You might be here because you have some people sick in your family. You have some, some heavy burdens on your heart that you want to bring to God. Perhaps you're just grateful. Or maybe you just want to express to God that you love him. And you see how much he loves you. We have many reasons uh, for worshiping God. We love him for gratitude, for forgiveness, to, to deepen our relationship with him. But the primary way that God has taught us how to worship him is through sacrifice. We're going to unpack the, that word sacrifice all day today. And first of all, let's look at the meaning of sacrifice. What does sacrifice really mean? The Latin word for sacrifice is a breakdown of two different words, sacer and facer, right there on your notes, number eight. What it means is to make holy. It means to set something apart for God. When I want to make something holy, when I want to sacrifice something to God, it means I'm setting it apart for God. It's only for God. It's made holy. It's consecrated. It's set apart. When we sacrifice something to God, we're designating that it is meant only for God. Therefore, it is holy. There are things that we have on our altar. There are things that we have in the sanctuary that we, we only use for worship of God. We only use this chalice. We only use the golden bowls. We only use this golden tabernacle for worship. It's holy. It's sacred. It's set apart. We don't use them for ordinary things. You would never see me show up at your house with a chalice just to drink some beer. I'd never show up with the tabernacle just because... You know, we needed some place to store the extra whatever, you know, the, the extra cornholes that we're going to play. Like, these things are sacred. They're set apart. They're made holy for God. So when we talk about sacrifice, we're talking about things that are just for God. And in the way that we sacrifice, we need four things. Four things allow us to sacrifice in the way that God has taught us. 
right there on number 10. We need the thing that we are sacrificing, which is the offering. We need someone set apart, someone sacred to offer that sacrifice. So we need the sacrifice, the offering. We need someone to offer that sacrifice. We need an altar. That's the place in which we offer the sacrifice. And finally, we need to consume the sacrifice. We're either going to burn it or we're going to eat it. In the Old Testament, there's two different types of sacrifice. There are clean sacrifices and there are bloody sacrifices. Clean sacrifices, we offer bread and wine. We offer things that are are not bloody. We don't take the life of them. But we also read that they offered bloody sacrifices. Animals, things that are living, they take their life on the altar. The, The one offering that sacrifice literally slaughters, cuts it in half. Just a disclaimer to uh, maybe some, some PETA members out in our congregation or those of you who are watching us this morning. As we talk about sacrifice, this is not PETA friendly. The Old Testament is not PETA friendly. The, the priests were actually the ones, they were kind of the butchers. That's why I have this garb. The, the garb was actually to catch the blood, to protect the inner garments from all the blood that was happening. But we're going we're gonna to get to that down the road, but again, there were bloody sacrifices and clean sacrifices. Why in the world would God choose this way of worshiping him? Is it that God needed those animals? Is it that God needed what we offer him? Doesn't he have it already? It's not that God needs us to sacrifice to him. It's that we need to sacrifice to him. We need to offer something to God. And we need to offer something that might hurt. We need to feel it. We're tangible people. We're incarnational. We have flesh on us. So in our day-to-day practice, when we are in relationship with other people, we exchange physical things to express something. When a man falls in love with a woman, and I'm not going to sing that song to you, but when a man falls in love with a woman, what he does is he proposes to her and he says, I want to give my life completely to you. But that's not it, right? He gets on his knee, maybe, and he offers her something of significance. He offers her something that he has worked hard, he has saved money for, and he's bought that is precious. It costs him something. He gives her a ring, and usually it's a diamond ring, which is expensive, and she knows that he worked hard, he saved up money, and he's willing to sacrifice something for this relationship, which symbolizes what he is willing to do for her. This is a symbol. It's an offering. We do that. When we hurt people, we, we go and buy them flowers. We go and we say, I'm sorry, but we also exchange something to say that I'm willing to put something in, right? Some skin in the game. When we think of offering, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's like the, the egg and bacon, right? What's that joke where we kind of look at breakfast and we say, who gave, who gave more, the chicken or the, the pig, Right? The chicken just made a contribution. The pig made a commitment, right? The pig was all in. And when we talk about sacrifice, what we're talking about is 
We are offering something to God that represents how we are with God. And so we completely give an offering that expresses to God that we are all in. The offering is sacrificed. The life is taken. The blood is shed. And what, if we, we, it's important that we get this. When we place the offering on the altar, that offering represents us. We're not going to put ourselves on the altar. We're not going to sacrifice ourselves. We're not going to take our life. So we're offering something else on our behalf. It represents, it's a symbol of God. This is how we are with you. We are all in. And so that's why they offered the best, the first, the unblemished. Actually, God was, um, God was insulted when they would give him like the gimp lamb. The one that was going to die anyway, like we're going to lose it anyway, so we might as well give it to God. God is saying, is that how you are with me? You're half in? You're kind of in when it's convenient? No, give me the best, because that is saying to me, you hold nothing back from me. It's important that we understand that's what the sacrifice meant. In the Old Testament, there were many types of sacrifices. Um, we hear them all the way in the beginning of Genesis. Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. And if you read in Genesis uh, chapter 4, it says this. At one point, Cain brought offerings to the Lord, the first fruits of the, of the ground. And Abel also brought offerings to the Lord, a portion of his first flock. And God was pleased with the offering of Abel. So they were sacrificing even at the beginning of time, right? We know that Noah, once, um, Noah, once the flood happened, when Noah came to dry land and, and all the animals came off the ark, the first thing Noah did was he built an altar and he offered sacrifice to God. He sacrificed clean animals to God in thanksgiving for what God had done for his family. You can read that in Genesis chapter 8. If you were listening to today's reading, um, the reading that was so beautifully read about Abraham and Isaac, they were going up the mountain and Isaac is holding, he's carrying the, the wood that they were going to use for sacrifice. And Isaac was young, but he, was, he grew up in a culture that knew that if we're going to worship God, what we're doing is we're going to sacrifice. He knows we're going up the mountain my dad is going to offer a sacrifice to God in worship. And so Isaac says, dad, where's the, where's the lamb? Where's the animal? What are we going to sacrifice? I got the wood. I know what we're doing. And in Abraham's mind, he knows what's about to happen. God had asked him to offer his son. And he said, God will provide the sacrifice, right? God will provide. And they go up to the top of the mountain and and we know the whole story, right? God says, Abraham, I know how faithful you are to me. And he looks and there's a ram caught in the fence. And so God provides the ram. So he slaughters the ram and he spills the blood. And we talked last week about the Moses and the journey into the desert and how they went to worship God. As Moses comes down the mountain the first time with the Ten Commandments and he offers all of what he wrote down that God told him. Everyone in the congregation, everyone in the community says, we will do everything the Lord tells us. And the first thing Moses does after that 
is it says he erected an altar and offered sacrifice to God to praise and worship him. So important for us to understand, Moses, in this particular um, experience, Moses comes down and and he reads, he communicates the word of God to the people and they all say, yes, we believe, yes, we understand. And then he offers sacrifice. It's kind of a, a beginning of a bridge to help us understand what we do here at Mass. Moses came and he read from the book of the covenant. He read from the laws and all the people said, yes, we do, we agree, we will do everything the Lord tells us. And then Moses builds an altar and Moses offers sacrifice to God to celebrate the covenant that God has made with his people. Hopefully the the, the light bulbs are, are, are slowly starting to go on, to come on, that what we do here at Mass is we read from the book of the covenant, we read from the Bible. And we hear God instructing us on how to live and then we, we sit down and when we, we stand and we say the creed and we all say the creed, I believe, I will do this, I believe this and I will live this and then we move to the altar and the priest talks about covenant, he, he talks about sacrifice. Listen to these words that we say at mass. The priest offers bread above the altar and says this, Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received this bread we offer to you. Then he takes wine and he offers it to God. Lord, you have given this to us and we offer it back to you. And finally at the end we say these words, the priest says to you, pray my brothers and sisters that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God our almighty father. And your response is this, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all this church. This is what we do here. We're just doing what he taught us to do 4,000 years ago and all throughout the Old Testament and we're just getting started. We're just slowly unpacking, right? Week one was who teaches us how to worship? It's God who teaches us how to worship. This week is how does he teach us how to worship? It's through sacrifice. Next week we're going to talk about the most important sacrifice of the Old Testament, the the Passover. We're going to talk about the details of the Passover and how we get what we do here from the Passover, but it's, it's not enough. Weeks four we're going to talk about Jesus. And when Jesus celebrated the Passover, he did it differently with new words and new meaning. And then finally, week five, we're gonna kind of wrap this whole thing up. The language we use, new covenant, new lamb, new Passover. We're, we're gonna help, hopefully, understand why it is we do what we do because it's all in scripture. God has given us this beautiful way that we worship him. And hopefully, we have a deeper understanding and hopefully, we can cherish it and be more equipped to share it with others. Let's pause right now, mindful that what we do here is we, we offer ourselves at the altar. We offer and place ourselves, our gift, whatever we bring today, our monetary gift, the bread and wine, it represents us, that we are all in, Lord. Is there anything in your life that you are holding back from the Lord? Maybe a relationship, maybe 
things in your life? Let's just try to be honest with the Lord so that our sacrifice may say to the Lord, we are all in. I hold nothing back from you. Let's pause for a moment and pray what we are bringing to the Lord as a sacrifice.